Uh, hey guys, welcome to the show, Razor Riffs. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, just so you know, Alan Lee will not be here. I've been getting a lot of emails about Alan. Uh, yes, he is definitely still on the show. Just uh, our our uh, schedules aren't lining up. Uh, he's had a couple. He's had a rough couple months. Uh, so you know, and then with Zoom. All the schedules have to line up, so it it, uh, it kind of it kind of just depends. And a lot of times, Alan tells me he won't be able to make it until you know an hour before the show. So it's hard when I get when Alan doesn't show up, I'll get Rosie Tran or R.J. Signs or Victor Pacheco to step in. But like I said, sometimes it's literally an hour before I find out Alan can't do it. And that's when I found out today, short notice. Another thing, uh, I've been getting a lot of emails and stuff about Norm. I appreciate that. Um, you know, if I don't respond or if I'm very standoffish about it, it's just uh, I'm grieving and I don't, I feel like it uh, opens up the wound. But I um, got a lot, a lot of good feedback on the tribute, and I do appreciate that. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of comments saying I, I cried the entire time. I get that too. Uh, but you would too if you had a relationship with him that I did. So my cry baby, maybe. I don't know. But I got to be strong and I got to continue. I got a couple dates coming up. Uh, October 30th at the Rec Room with Jeremy Hotz, 7 p.m. Tickets are $20. You can buy them at www.recroomhb.com. It'll be fun uh, to get back into the shows with him. And then uh, November 14th at the Rec Room with Kareen Olympias. I'm realizing the Rec Room's the only club that's booking me right now. Maybe because I live right down the street. I don't know. Uh, tickets are $25, www.recroomhb.com. And then the Brea Improv with Jay Moore. Uh, I want to say November 23rd to the 26th, Thanksgiving week, I believe. Tickets are at www.jmore.com or www.brea.improv.com. Anyways, we have a great show tonight. Uh, my guest is going to be performing at the Irvine Improv on Thursday, October 7th. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central, uh, MTV, Lopez Tonight. The very funny Rex Navarrete is going to be joining me via Zoom, and I can't wait to talk to him and get inside his head. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend and follow us at Razor Riffs on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and all that jazz. All right, guys, enjoy the show with Rex Navarrete. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee. Right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, Rex. That's connecting audio. Hey, Rex, how are you, buddy? Can you hear me? 
Hey, Rex, hey, how are you? Hey, good, good. Oh, thank you, you so much. Okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Zoom interviews are tough because there's always that, like, five-second delay. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we'll try to beat it today. We'll try to. Hopefully not five seconds, five milliseconds or something. We'll see. Depends on my, our connections. So that's the way of the world. It seems how, like, the worse the pandemic gets, the faster Zoom got. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we will no longer need Zoom. We'll see. But for right now, this is how we all hook up. Well, Rex Navarrete, thank you so much for talking with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. This is my first time meeting you. So, yeah, thanks for inviting me onto your, your uh, little uh, video podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually your second time meeting me. I, I met you at Bray Improv about six or seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. That's quite a what you were starting out then? Uh, no, I, w I, was a, I was a feature at that time, but I had my own night, so I was passing out tickets for your show. Awesome. Awesome, yeah, man. Cool, man. How you how you been since then? Uh, I've been good, man. Uh, you know, uh, past two years have been uh, you know, I, like you, when you get all those dates and then all of they're just canceled, you're like, yeah, uh, I feel like yeah. I'm just start over, you know. I know, no, man. It's it's hit all of us across the board, man. It's it's nice to slowly come back. Yeah, know? this was a real test for a lot of us comics. A real test. But, like, the narcissism in me was like, hey, thank God it happened to everyone else, not just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? I'm like, hey, I don't, worry, I don't worry about my one Wednesday night at the Bray Improv. But when you, when you see these big heavyweights, their entire tour is canceled, like, overseas. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, I can always reschedule Brea. <laughs> I can always do mine on Zoom or something. Yeah. But it's you like know. hard because now clubs want the guys who could sell tickets and they're not given a lot of the, you know, feature. I call myself a feature headliner, someone who features mm -hmm. and can headline, but not a headliner. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. Man, so, it's, a, it's a strange business, man. Yeah. So, Rex, uh, I wanted to get into it. I like to start off with a goofy question first. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, when you perform, do you prefer performing with a goatee or clean shaven? Oh gosh! Um, well, I got rid of the the goatee. I still I see I that kept, you got the. I kept the mustache. mustache. <laughs> I kept the mustache. You know, it's uh, you know, when you get to this age, it's like you gotta you gotta claim some facial hair. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'm too kind of old for the clean shaven look. I, I want to look a look. I want to look like uh, yeah, like I know some. Uh, I know some things. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's it, man. I. I so for right now, I'm going to keep this until until I absolutely need to shave it off for, for a project or something. But, you know, it's keeping me it's keeping my face warm up here in Portland. It also gives you a uh, like uh, they say that uh, beards and mustaches give you an older look. But for you, it gives you a nice younger look. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm really working against the, uh, <laughs> the grain here. <laughs> all right i'll take it all right i don't know i say you know people don't know how old i am it, it, it's like a it's a curveball so yeah I'll, I'll i'll keep it it's kind of like david spade he looks younger with with facial hair <laughs> yeah right yeah then when he shaves it like who is that old blonde guy <laughs> uh well one of the things i wanted to uh ask you is because um you know you've been doing comedy for a long time and the, the stuff you talk about 
is very normal now, but when you first started, it was probably very taboo, you know, talked about being Filipino and stuff. And I wanted to ask, how was it like back then to like, now it's normal. So now it's like, okay, whatever, yeah. you're starting. Well, well I, I, you know what? I, I guess I, I have to be the volunteer to make it normal, to make it finally, but like three decades to make it mainstream. <laughs> it's like yeah. no one else, no one else was doing it back in the late 80s, early 90s. And, uh, man, it was, it was tough because, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of my other um, comic friends uh, of, of, you know, different ethnic backgrounds, I mean, I mean, the only choice was to go as, as mainstream, as, as vanilla as possible in, in terms of writing and how you portray yourself. But I, 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 I just couldn't follow that route. I just yeah. didn't see myself. It wasn't honest for me as a path. And um, I guess all my stories were, were about me growing up as a Filipino American. You know, these are American stories, you know, and people always wonder, hey, will I get it? Uh, you speak English? Then you can come to my show. It's like, uh, you can bring your own subtitles, but nope, I, you know, these are American stories. And um, so, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, that's just how it is. And this country takes, it, it, it takes a while for this country to catch up with, uh, you know, something as, as simple as just like, hey, um, we're that diverse, and uh, um, this is just one part of who we are. And Filipinos, we've been here for a very long time, and um, you know we got multi generations. And so I'm, I, I guess uh, that's a lot where a lot where a lot of my stories come from is just being uh, you know part of that multi generational you know immigrant uh, you know experience kind of thing. So yeah, you know back then yeah we. It was not, it was not, it was not, I don't know if it was accepted or it, it, we just, no one really heard us. No one, right. I mean, they heard about us, but they never heard us. You know, they didn't, they, no one ever listened. So uh, it really, it really took them um, some time for people to finally listen. And so now it's 2021 and yeah, you know, now it's become, you know, kind of like every day, everybody yeah. knows the Filipino, everybody knows the Filipino. But you were also like, you were, if not the first, you were definitely one of the first comics to bring that, you know, style. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, really, uh, uh, I'll go as far as, uh, you know, to say uh, that, yeah, I, I pretty much pioneered the genre of Filipino-American comedy. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were others who were with me back in the late 80s. But they didn't stick it through. And, um, you know, they could have been really part of the development of this genre. Um, I, maybe I, you know, I just decided to go, you know, 100% forward with it. And uh, hopefully other people will join in. So, and, and um, obviously other people have. So um, I, I could pat myself on the back and say, yep, I, you know, I had to develop this, this genre for, so that it could be what it is today. It also, uh, I don't think people realize, but it also opened the door for many uh, Filipino comedians too. You know what I mean? Which mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. which is very inspiring and talks yeah, yeah. about your work ethic too. Mm -hmm. And there were other Filipino American comics before me, but they didn't. They weren't. It was. It was a part of an old system. You know that uh, it wasn't safe for them to say they were Filipino. You know, like Rob Schneider. He grew up Filipino. Yeah. And. Um, you know, but it wasn't like, hey, that's Rob Schneider, the Filipino comic. No, that's just Rob Schneider, you know, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, it was not an easy time 
especially for, you know, a guy who came before me, but he didn't take it to, uh, to the level where I had. So I guess that's, you know, I had to go and do that. But um, yeah. yeah, he is part of that experience. And, you know, I cannot fail um, to, to mention Rob and, you know, and, and that aspect of it. But, you know, I had to look towards Hawaii if I wanted more Filipino, I guess, Pacific Islander kind of inspiration. And, you know, there is Andy Bumatai out of Hawaii whose tapes and records I would just like, uh, you know, find bootleg copies from friends of mine and I would bring them out to Cal California. And it's like, who is this guy? This is amazing Hawaiian humor. It's all in English and it's relatable. And the guy is also part Filipino. And wow. So I, I would say Andy Bumatai was the guy that really helped me define uh, the direction I was, I was going to go, you know? And another question I had for you is because obviously you performed in the Philippines where... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, before you came along, I don't know if there was an appreciation for stand-up comedy. So I feel like maybe you gave that to them. Yep. I mean, really, when I when I got there, there was no stand-up comedy. They yeah. knew what it was. They knew what it was. They have, you know, they, they have reruns of uh, Seinfeld over there. But um, they've never seen it live. They've never seen one of their own do it. So, I mean, there is comedy over there, but it's not stand-up. And it's their version. And, you know, it's, it's a really strong genre of comedy over there. But uh, until I arrived in 2002, um, then, yeah, then they finally, you know, they, they finally got to see what's, what American-style stand-up is in the formats that we've been doing here for, for decades. So they've never had one of their own actually do it so yeah i had to bring it and um, now there's a great great uh uh you know um a uh, bunch of uh young uh stand-up comedians in the philippines oh that's know, awesome doing it our way doing it our style and it's, it's amazing to watch how all of them are developing their material and um and it's not all in English, which is which is all right because it's the Philippines. They're doing a lot of their stuff in Filipino, Tagalog, <laughs> and uh, but the but the material is you know the stuff we talk about. I mean, really, just it's observational, just political stuff, social commentary, um, what it is to be Filipino. Yeah, it's amazing. So you know, I mean, this whole pandemic has kept me away from being from that whole um, you know that group uh, doing their thing over there i mean they're all on the lockdown themselves so i mean really i mean this is a really hard time for for young performers who just started and then the pandemic happened so yeah you know, thank god for thank god for zoom you get these zoom <laughs> concerts you get these zoom stand-up comedy shows so yeah have you uh uh have you, i have another question about that but I, since you brought it up i just yeah. let's get the elephant out of the room have you ever done a, a zoom comedy show and how do you feel i, about I have Ugh, it's rough yeah it's rough especially when you know we've been working so hard you know to get ready <laughs> for the stage we do this for the stage live audience that's uh, about the timing is it's all about timing in the room and you know your microphone and, and being on <sighs> and, and zoom just kills it so, I mean, really, we had to adapt. And I've done a few shows, you know, not the greatest, but really, uh, it just, you know, it's the only way to keep uh, keep alive, keep uh, yeah. keep our art form alive during these times. So Zoom is, uh, you know, it's the only place to be for, for a lot of us right now. I, I've done two Zoom shows. The, the first one I did for my manager because, like, he kind of begged me to do it, you know, to see. Because, okay. like, that's how the time was going. Like, hey, yeah. yeah. 
was like, all right. And I remember I bombed really bad. And I was like, I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, man. It's Zoom. Really. It's it's working against you. Really. No one ha- nobody has a great set on Zoom. Nobody. <laughs> you can drop the biggest names in the world. Nobody has a great set on Zoom. But um <laughs> but uh then uh I used I I mean I toured with Norm McDonald for you know, seven years and you know my Bless entire his soul. Lucky you. Lucky yeah. you. So awesome, my awesome. So I don't have a job now, but um uh not to bring up his death, but I remember I asked him, I was like, Hey, how do I do a Zoom interview? And then he, the second one I did better because he said, just do it like you do a podcast and don't worry mm. about it. you know. So right. I feel like that made it better, but I still didn't like it. You know what I mean? No, no, I, no, no, those are great. That's a great that's a um, some great advice because zoom is more technical yeah. it really is it's <laughs> very technical so just to resign to the fact that it is all about just a little tiny pinhole camera on your device and make sure you got some good earbuds and some microphone <laughs> and that's it don't move around a lot it's very technical it's like performing from the space station you know <laughs> that's what it is man that's, you know, expect to Expect a little slight delay uh, and some glitches, uh, you know, some frozen screen. Yeah, man, that's just well, how it is. Well, I look at it as, as a skill, kind of like roast battling. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't necessarily find it comedy, but I think it's a good skill to have underneath your belt. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the more you do it, I guess the more you get the hang of it. But uh, never, never forget your chops for the stage, you know? <laughs> So, and I found out the hard way when I came back <laughs> after like 17 months of exile and you, and I did my first live gig in Vegas a few months ago. Oh, man. Were you rusty? Wow. Oh, man. I was, I was falling apart rusty. You know, like, whoa. It's like forgetting parts of my bits. Oh, no. You know. Was it an hour oh, set? An, an hour plus. Wow. And um, so, yeah, it took a while to, you know, that was a long a long runway for that takeoff. It was a really long. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow. It was. It was. It took a while to take flight, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, once you once you, you do it a few more times after that gig, then yeah, then you, your muscle memory kicks in. You know, everything. The rhythm comes back. And uh, but now now you're just a little more worried about the audience. Are they ready? So yeah, you gotta kind of think twice about them. How they doing? You know, yeah. because you know this is for a lot of them. It's their first time back inside that's of true a venue. you know they got to wear a mask or maybe they don't wear a mask or, you know they're trying to have a good time it's been so long so uh you know it's, it's all about checking in with your audience lately and uh speaking of audience you're going to be uh at the irvine improv this thursday which that is, is right best comedy clubs in the world oh yeah it's it's awesome how they um expanded they moved the uh, their little uh, club uh, to a bigger theater there, so oh, yeah, so, you, so you like it as a better bigger theater theater? Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, it depends on who shows up, how many folks they can they, they can always uh you know close it off uh you know half capacity kind of they got curtains to make it a little more intimate. Yeah, uh, but it's a big theater. It's, it's it's a great place to 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 perform. But yeah, it is Irvine, so you know yeah, a lot of folks come through and. Uh, you know, they look out to the audience lately and it's like, wow, I have not had this in months. So, you know, for me, it's still a, it's still something to get used to, you know, like, wow, people are coming out. 
like, oh, okay, this is what I do. This is what uh, I do for a living. The worst part about them moving is it's further away from the yard house. So, like, you have to walk a mile <laughs> to get there. <laughs> uh, I know, but they're right next to Umami Burger, so yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> and it's they like, got yeah, that on the menu. Do I want? <laughs> I know, I uh, know. We can always rent the yard house right afterwards. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could run. Uh, so I wanted to go back. I'm sorry, we track. We got to track back a little, but uh, of So when you did comedy at the Philippines for the first time, how like how were you nervous? How was that like in your mind? Like how did you pull that off? Wow. Well, the first gig I ever did, I was I was invited out there by a local magazine. It was a special event, so it was an, it was only open to like a like a good number of folks who were involved with that magazine and a lot of press reporter, you know, the the media was there. Um, but uh, it was it was good. I mean, and then immediately after, I started you know, playing um, in local venues there, and 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 it just really you know struck a chord. And you know, I pretty much lived in Manila for almost three years because yeah. of. Uh, you know, all the work that was happening there in Manila and throughout Asia, you know, like playing uh, Hong Kong and, and like Australia and, uh, you know, Malaysia, you know, neighboring countries. It's like, heck yeah, man, Manila is like a, it's like a central spot to be. So, you know, and plus comedy was, was kind of developing, you know, brought over there by expats who were doing stand up, had stand up in, in Hong Kong. Um, stand up, of course, in in Australia, but nothing in Manila. So that's where I kind of planted myself for about three years. Now, when you travel to different countries, um, how do you adjust your your material or your delivery for that their countries, or do you just do you? Oh well, I, yeah. Uh, well, I do try to get there earlier. You know, like two yeah. or th two days earlier, hang out with the locals, and 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 then try to learn their rhythm. Check out their zoos and stuff. That was a bad joke, or he's disconnected. Ah. Hey, right, hey, Rex. Your audio's off. Better, oh, better. hey, Rex. <laughs> okay. All right. We're still recording. I thought, you, got, I thought you, you hated my zoo joke. I was like, no, oh, no. Sometimes. <laughs> No, 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 we're back. Something. This is Zoom. This is what happens, people. <laughs> I was like, I don't like throwing out jokes on an interview, but. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Oh, let's start over. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so last thing I remember you said is uh, you go in. Yeah, I, I, I go into the country. Early. Yeah, I'll try to go into the country like one or two days early and just hang out with the locals. And see what their flavor is like, you know, see what their rhythm is like. What are they into, you know? If there's anything local that uh, that makes them laugh or, you know, maybe I can work into my, you know, the first 10 minutes of, of the show since it's my first time there. Yeah. yeah. I'll try to do little research. And, uh, I mean, those first 10 minutes when you're doing a, a brand new international audience and you're a guest in their country and uh, you talk about their country and I mean, uh, local spots and traditions within the first 10 minutes, you got them, you got them, yeah. you know, the rest, of, the rest of the show is going to be fun, really fun. And then before you cut off, I said, and you check out their zoos, right? <laughs> check out their, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes that's a touchy subject, zoos, what's that? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, where you keep animals and feed them. Feed animals? What the hell? <laughs> uh, Zeus, what is that? <laughs> um, you you produce you have your own comedy layer that you've produced all your specials on. Have you ever considered uh, producing other comics, or is it just your 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 stuff? Um, yeah, not just my stuff, man. I, you know, it's hard enough. Yeah, it is, it is really hard to just produce your stuff. I mean, what the la over the last few decades, you know, putting out um, um, a good number of CDs, uh, DVDs. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that is a lot of work. It's a lot of it's a lot of time and resources and money. Yeah. To you know to put into that. So I mean, if you have people who can help you out, definitely use those contacts to have them help you out and produce that stuff because it ain't cheap. It really isn't. But now, now with the advent of YouTube and the internet, yeah, I mean, really, you have these means of of getting it out there immediately. So. Yes, that's just where I'm taking a pause right now and doing that kind of stuff and just kind of developing you know, a brand new hour and um, and maybe doing something for a big streaming service in, in yeah. the next year. So, you know, now that uh, cameras have gotten better, I, I did my last three. Uh, I let my last DVDs not in high def, <laughs> right. so, you know, it, it's time to just release stuff in 4K. You know, for streaming, that's the new standard, and um, and uh, maybe uh, you know something. I might record something big again, maybe in SoCal. Look for a nice, beautiful theater, and uh, record uh, an hour special, and uh, you know, do it that way. We'll see what happens. That'd be awesome. I uh, I you did my my hour special, and I released it right before the pandemic, and then you know now that's like forgotten about. Would you so, release it? Uh, Mad Records. Well, you got to re-release it. Re-release. Oh, you got to re-release it. You know. Okay. Yes, right. you have to. Because, yeah, because this whole pandemic, this pandemic <laughs> is traumatizing. Anything that happened like a month before, what? Huh? What? <laughs> that happened? Nah. Forget it. So use this time to just re-release stuff because this whole thing is like a like a am it's like amnesia, like yeah. an eighteen month long amnesia. <laughs> you know. So it's okay, man. Just. Yeah. Just do it, really, because pick up where you pick up where you left off. Because this whole thing just, just, just like like blew out all the steam that we, you know, we all had, you know. So it wasn't right. So we all get we all get a do over. That, that's true. We all get a get a, a do over on, on for specials. Uh, out of all your oh, specials, yeah. which one means the most to you as an artist, and then which one means the most of you as a person? Say that one more time, Keith. Out of your specials, which which album uh, means the most to you as a stand-up comedian? Like, hey, this is a great stand-up album. And then which mm -hmm. one means the most to you as a person? Where like, mm -hmm. hey, this is my best work. It could be the same album too. Man, I well, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of the albums, the CDs, it would be the first one ever released back in. Where was that? Uh, Brown, right? Ninety-eight. Yeah, Badly Brown. That was my first album. Very proud of that one. And that, that's, to me, to a lot of people, that's the iconic album. Yeah. That's the album that kind of set the standard for what I was going to do for the next years to come. And also, you know, you know for all the up-and-coming, you know, other young Filipino-American comics, that was, the, that was the album, you know, to study from. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, and that was the album, like, uh, that went overseas, you know, that... 
uh, I would get emails and letters from uh, active service uh, military members, you know, fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq um, or, or over in Iraq, um, you know, saying, hey, this is the album keeping us company, you know. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, in, in the foxholes, you know, keeping us company in the in the foxhole. These are young Filipino American kids, you know, overseas fighting, and and it's like, yeah, little big brother Rex was keeping them company, you know, now over there with the album. Uh, so that meant a lot to me. You're, uh, but you're then, a big supporter of the troops. Have you ever performed overseas for them? I have. Yes, I did. Um, uh, gosh, man, twenty sixteen. Um, I was in um, South Korea. So oh. I did the, uh, I did all the bases. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome to be in South Korea performing for the troops out there. So yeah, I would love to do that again. You know, I, I think every comic should enlist their talents and work for the troops. Yeah. If you ever get the opportunity, do it. It's gratifying. The pay is decent, but it's the experience of of, of being able to go where they are. You know. Um, wherever they're stationed and, um, you know, bring them, bring it on a lot of back home um, to them and, and making them laugh for a little bit, you know, because, yeah, what, what they do for a living, you know, what they're doing for us is that's some heavy stuff. So, you know, if you ever get the chance as a comic go, it's totally enriching. I've done it, but I haven't gone like overseas. I, there's an Irvine base that I did. Yeah. So that, so I consider that for the troops because our troops, but I've never gone to like overseas. So I don't feel I have done. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. I haven't no, had no, the any, experience. Any, any way, any way you can, you know. I mean, if they're active duty, they're active duty, you know, <laughs> because they they take you, they take you with them. They do. Yeah. Uh, you take the time to to make them laugh for a little bit, and uh, you know, just kind of so they can just relax and uh, just be. Just be, uh, you know, just be one of us again. So that's it. So yeah, man, do do that. Just keep doing that. But if, if you get the chance, man, you know, jump on board. Just get out there. It's really, it's awesome. I feel like it's I awesome, have to man. be a big name to do that, so people can. No, post. no, no. Huh? You don't have to be, man. Sometimes huh? you just got to know, um, you know, who's putting these tours together. God, it's been years for me. I only did it one time, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's uh, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, once it starts to come back, I, I don't think people are touring and doing military uh, uh, tours uh, just just yet. You know, I think they're waiting. Well, but, um, when, yeah, well yeah. when you do it again, uh, I'll go there. with you so you can protect me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you lug 90 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all meals ready to eat in your pack. Yeah. <laughs> now, Rex, I have two more, que three more questions for you. Actually, uh, yeah. When yeah, you yeah. did, when you did um, your MTV show, uh, Rex in the Philippines, was there any uh, chance or Rex, talk that yeah. I was going to go here? Um, nah. You know, something I wanted to do just for the Philippines. Okay. You know, with all the comedy work, the stand-up and the touring that I was doing out there, it was it was fun to collaborate with a, a bunch of writers, a few directors, and, and a great cast and crew of people who helped me out with this thing. So Rex in the City was it was a one-time deal that I did for MTV Philippines. Right. And, uh, man, that was fun. That was a lot of hard work, man, just shooting on location. Um, and But being able to be that one, you know, American comic who was actually doing 
um, uh, a comedy special out there for the local audiences there. So hopefully, hopefully I can get those uploaded onto the web somehow. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to uh, you know the folks in charge of all that footage. Maybe we can yeah. uh, release it for the American audience here. They should because I would love to watch it. You know, like I love. Yeah, it was fun it. to make, man. It was fun. it was goofy. You know. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was really fun to make. What well, one of the things I love about you is um because a lot of a lot of comedians, by the way, I know you're thinking if I'm blind because his eyes shuttered. I'm not, just the light is uh and yeah, yeah, man. I could see I have it's okay. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you're shooting from a penitentiary, it's okay. <laughs> but no, what one of the things I love about you is because like a lot of comedians when they do stand up, they'll do stand up to get into acting. And I, if I'm being honest, maybe that's why I started doing stand up. But the longer I did stand up, okay. I I no longer really care about being acting. And it's like you're just a stand up. That's all you care about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is when people people don't realize that stand up comics are actually actors. We're writers. Yeah. We're directors. We're actors. We're performers. Like, uh, you can't do stand-up if you don't know how to act. That's true. Bottom line. Now the other way around. Hey, I'm an, I'm an actor. I just got into town, and I, I want to try doing stand-up. No. No. <laughs> that's not how it works. Sorry. You're going the wrong direction. Stay in your lane. Yeah. I don't want to say any names. I give, I give them hell. That's what I do. I give them hell. It's like, no, no, stay out of our lane. No, 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 no. You don't get to just because we're doing it and it looks fun. This ain't fun. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> and then when and then when they get up on stage and they're like, I had a horrible set. Yeah, because you suck. You shouldn't be on stage. <laughs> work on your eight by ten. Work on your headshot, bro. God. Yeah, you know, really work on your headshot. There's no way you're gonna give us a good 10-minute spot, dude. No. Yeah. Get off our stage. <laughs> this is just for us. <laughs> Music to my ears. <laughs> exactly. God, we're actors. Sorry, we're directors, writers. We do our own catering, too. How's that? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. They don't understand the, the multi-disciplines, uh, multitasking going on on that same stage when we're up on, uh, on stage with the mic. It's a lot of things going on. A lot. Uh, and it's not uh, easy. I don't want to say any names, but uh, I did a show once with Jeremy Piven. And he asked me, he's like, how do I do? And I just looked at him. I was like, you still talk to John Cusack? <laughs> <laughs> they changed the subject. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Thank you. Thank you for doing that, Keith. Thank you. Because I'm a huge you know, John but, but Cusack then again. fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Please stay in your lane, people. Yeah. Stay in your lane. This is for us. Real stuntmen. You know. <laughs> uh, we do it, our own stunts. Yeah. Is it easier for you? Because I know you do a lot of interviews. Is it easier for you to be interviewed by, like, uh, comedians or people who, who are kind of in the comedy gang or is it easier for like just writers and journalism yeah I, pre- I prefer being interviewed by people who know what we do like who've yeah. been in it you know other comic writers people in the field stand-up comics you know because you know yeah. you know 
what it takes to to be up on on that stage and hold that mic for how for how, however long you know you know what we have to put in and what we have to sacrifice so you know I, I your point of view like is, is shorthand yeah 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 it's a shorthand language between me and you and, and and if I was being interviewed by another comic, it's a very shorthand language, you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, we can just cut right to the chase, you yeah. know. Really, uh, it's like yeah, comics. We speak comic language, man, and sometimes we don't speak at all. That's part of the language. Yeah, you know? it's like yeah, everyone else, blah 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 blah. Like stay in you your done? lane. <laughs> stay in your lane, actor. <laughs> Now, uh, in the land of Rex, what are the three, I'm sure there's way more, but what are the three cities that you travel to where, because let's be honest, comedy is also a business where like when I travel, I always worry about the numbers and you know, all that stuff. Where are there three cities sure. where you could just go and be like, you know what? I don't really have to promote. I know I'll be fine. Oh, wow. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll say San Francisco would be the first one because that's okay. my hometown. It's where I grew up. Um, so the whole Bay Area. Yeah, that, that's yeah. cool. Uh, um, I, and then, you know, pretty much, I don't know. How, I'm not I'm not a resident of L.A., but I've always had luck with Southern California. Um, so that's always that's always been a great place to, to go to. And it's and it's pretty spread out. Uh, yeah. Gosh, uh, third city, Manila. It's got to be Manila. Yeah. my other hometown so yeah yeah so you know because uh people people uh you know get a kick of, out of seeing the guy who started it all and um and for me and for me i get to do material i can't do here yeah so I, i've got stuff that i only do overseas because they're not going to get it over here it's a little too too it's a little too specific too local too inside kind of thing so yeah so manila yeah it's a different it's a it's a different thing for me to perform over there and um, yeah, like you said, don't have to worry about the numbers. And if the numbers don't add up, you still have a great, great set because you're, yeah. you're back in your element. That's my element over there. I think that that's a problem I'm going to have to like seriously get in, get used to because like I never really cared about it because I was like, you know what, Norm does. Norm's going to sell out anyway. You know what I mean? But now mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. by myself, so I'm like, holy lord, I'm hey, scared. Man, but take take all those lessons, man. Really, you. You, unlike other comics, would have killed to be, um, you know, working and, and apprenticing under Norm yeah. uh, all those years. So, yeah, yeah, you better not piss him off, man. You got to <laughs> take all those lessons yeah. and you got to apply them to now, to now and, and, and moving forward. You got to. You got to, man. That was You're probably in one of the best master, master classes ever. So, man, use it. Don't waste yeah. it. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's been a couple, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me, but uh, I wanted to ask you, and this question is kind of like sensitive, and if you don't want to answer, you could just hit the pass button, I get it, but I, when I go on, on the road and I do stand-up, I go to the open mics, and I, you know, because I, I always perform, even if it's at an open mic or a show, I'll still do it. I'm not very good at open mics, but I'll still go. Uh, I see a lot of comics. Uh, I'm just going to say it, uh, they kind of take your jokes. And I wanted to know, like, is that a problem that you've experienced? And how do you handle that? Um, it can go many directions. But, you know, being in the, the business this long, 
yeah. from being this influential within the my own genre of Filipino comedy. Yeah, it was it was bound to happen to see you know some of my past material that is so obscure kind of make their way up onto someone's set, and I've had to confront uh, you know one or two young comics. And given that, gave them the opportunity then and there. Hey, man, it's time to fess up. That's my bit. And um, they just wouldn't relent. They just said, no, no, I wrote that. No, that's mine. Okay, well, we'll never work together again. How's that? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, you just got to be business. You got to take care of your business. You got to protect your business. And and what you write is sacred. You know, I, 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 you know Norm would tell you this, man. You know, we come from, you got to, you got to come from that that old school tradition of like if you wrote it it's yours forever yeah you know um and um and if someone finds a way to sneak it into their set you know they're gonna have to answer if not to you then to the gods of comedy you know who are gonna strike them down and yeah. give them like uh, you know give them uh, their comeuppance because you know that is sacred our material is sacred you know i mean yeah it's it, for the, for these young bucks who uh, just want to lift it off you, it's like yeah, it's okay. You won't miss it. I'm like no, even that very obscure bit that I no longer do, but it's on one of my past albums. Yeah, that I wrote that, you know. And that yeah. time, um, struggling with that routine, that was my struggle during that time, and that's mine forever. So you know, you're gonna do that, then yeah, the word's gonna get out. You're a thief. And, um, you know, thieves don't don't fare well. But sometimes, you know, as you've seen in this industry, thieves do very well in, in stand up. And uh, it's so, <sighs> so odd how that that happened. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I still feel like I mean, I'm not like I said, I'm a feature headliner. So. I, I have a small cult just from like touring with Norm and stuff. And I see every now and then I'll see someone take one of my jokes, but it doesn't really bother me because uh, I know I wrote it. And I also know they don't have autism. So like, it's kind of, cause like my act is talking about having autism. So I don't really care. Right. You know what I mean? But I could see in your okay. position, okay. someone okay. who who's pioneered it, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know. So I see it in your, your eye, too. I just, in my eye, it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's good to have a lot of material and, and still uh, be, be able to write a lot of material. You know? Yeah. I, like a good friend of mine, Dan Gabriel, another gr really great Filipino-American comic, you know, he gave me one of the coolest compliments, like, hey, Rax, you've you've forgotten more material than most people actually have. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. All right, I'll take that, Dan. It's like, yeah. So, yeah. So there's a good number of us that, that have each other's back. Like, yep, that's definitely not yours. I know who wrote that. You better fess up. Like, you know what? All right. If you're going you're gonna to keep, uh, you know, playing that game, then, yeah, you're not going to work. Yeah. You really aren't going to work. And so just let them find out the hard way, really, you know, um, in this day and age, um, you know, uh, you know, stealing, it, it doesn't pay. It really doesn't pay. You can't make a whole career out of stolen jokes. And there's enough stories of, of, of comics, you know, being called on it and losing everything. Yeah. You know? Because this is an honor system. It still is. I'd like to think it is. It's still an honor system that we abide by. 
And um, you know, there's a and if you if you don't believe in the honor system and you keep doing that, many you know, there's enough dark alleys in in this in this galaxy for for you to meet. You know, yeah, <laughs> made up like with the with the wrong person the at the guys. wrong time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. It's exactly because this stuff is sacred to us. Our material is our material. We, you know, we we you know we fight tooth and nail to get it just right, and it and it comes from you know, really dark spots in our lives sometimes. So yeah, you know, people, you don't have a right to take it from us, you know, and this is our, our material to bring, you know, happiness to other people, you know, yeah. all the crap they're going through, you know, uh, I'm taking my crap and making your crap not so crappy. R Rex, <laughs> I, I want to respect your time, but I have one more question, if I may. Uh, yeah, go this, for it, this question is more about me because, uh, in my comedy, I would say I'm the worst. I'm very bad at handling hecklers. And I wanted to ask your advice on how, I don't know if you get heckled a lot, but what are, what are some, some ways for you to overcome that? Because I always let, like, I always just move on to the joke. I don't really acknowledge it, but I feel right. that's also a right, sign right. of weakness. I know, I know. No, don't see it as a sign of weakness. It's, I mean, to be a comic, you got to be sensitive. You got to be sensitive. You got to, you got to feel everything around you. You know, really, you have to. Otherwise, you're not on top of your room. You got to be in charge of your, of your, of your room. So, I mean, what you, what helps is uh, get to the club early. Um, just check out all the tables as they're filling up. See who the guests are. You know, the customers. And start taking mental notes like, oh, oh, there's one section over there, little chatty. Hey, oh, a party going on, a birthday party over here. And there's one guy by himself, and he's not, he's not, you know, it's kind of like strange, you know, just map out the room. That guy might just be map it out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, just map out the room and, and uh, just uh, make little mental notes. And that also let, you know, the, let the club know, hey, this is going to be a crazy night. So could you get your guys, just keep your extra ears and eyes open, you know, for, you know, for, for the crowd. Just make sure they're calm and everything. And anything goes down, you take care of it. Just, you know, as a courtesy, the clubs have to take care of you. Yeah. Um, especially if you're new to the club. You're new to the club. You don't know the audience. And they don't give you any forewarning. Like, yeah, we got a rough crowd. They should tell you that. So at least you know not to. You know, just uh, bringing some extra armor with you. You got to bring some extra armor. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, just read the audience as, as soon as you can and try not to go too early in the set. See how other comics are faring with the other, with the, with the, with the crowd. So, yeah. you know, it's just those really simple managerial stuff. Be, you know, because when us as stand-up comics, we, we have to be our own road managers most of the time, you know? That's true. Yeah. We, we got to take care of the client ourselves. We got to make sure we're good to go. You know, the room is ready, you know, otherwise if you ain't ready, that's what your manager's for. You got to, you got to prepare for all that stuff. So, you know, maybe, maybe you got some material that, uh, Ooh, that'll get them going and just get their attention right away. So, you know, you might have to switch up the order with your stuff, but it, it's your stuff. But yeah. now that, that just shows you're in command of the room now. You're in command of the room, but you got to get the club in on it. You know, the venue's got to be in on it too. Otherwise, word's going to get around. That's a horrible place to play. You know, because that'll, that'll affect their bottom line, their economics, their income, you know. It's a great room because, you know, the manager takes care of it. Yeah. What do you do, man? Here's what I say with the heck. <laughs> 
Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay in your lane. Put on your hazards. Stay on your lane. <laughs> well, Rex, where can the folks at home follow you at? Oh, man, everyone can just, like, find out what I'm doing just through my website, rexneverette.com. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm on uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, just hit me up on my website and just, uh, you know, I think all the links are there. But I'm all over social media, so I'm kind of catching up with everybody else, you know, uh, making sure that people know where, where the next gigs are. Well, Rex, thank you so much for saying yes. I get I get a thousand no's before I get a yes. And thank you for saying yes, because I really enjoy talking with you. Yeah, man. No, no, that's a real pleasure, Keith. Real pleasure. Uh, we'll bump into each other on the road. We'll see, All right. well, we'll see each other soon. If I'm free, I'm going to go say hi to you at Irvine. Yeah, yeah. Come hang. All, All right. right. Bye, Rex. Have a great day. Again. Take care, Keith. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, guys, subscribe, rate, review, and go see Rex at the Irvine Improv on Thursday, October 7th. Tickets can be at www.irvine.improv.com. That was my interview with Rex Navaretta. Support him. And that was awesome, guys. Can't wait to uh, see you guys at a live show. Also, I'm on Cameo. If you need those Cameos, uh, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. I'll give you a Cameo. All right, guys, if you like this interview, subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend. All right, have a good day. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please... Send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.